Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jeremy Hightel Marion. In this episode, we're going to be talking to a Bondi personality, a man who radically changed his life in the pursuit of happiness and freedom. When he's not surfing in Bondi or playing on monkey bars, he's driving his van up the coast enjoying a life of freedom. I'd like to welcome to the show, Sebastian Klisch. Hey Seb, welcome to the show. Welcome, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. No problem. It's always a pleasure, uh, mate. Uh, I know you've been doing a few things. Um, can you just fill us in with what what you're up to now? Um, right now, I'm in a full time role since uh, Corona started as um, head of security for um, a guy a guy that we uh, both know. Uh, I'm not sure I should be talking about who it is, but um, the nature of our employment usually doesn't allow us to talk about it. But yeah, I'm head of security for a, for a local businessman and that relocated his business from Sydney to Byron Bay. And that's, uh, that's all been going well? Yeah, it's all been going well. You know, like, um, I mean, if you relocate your business, there's a few things to do to just for the whole setup process to bring everything up to speed. And um, that's what we've been doing. And um, luckily for everyone, the situation um, didn't end up in a worst case scenario. So, um, we kind of, kind of turning it all down a little bit. So that's good. That's good. Good news. So, so before this, that your main, your main occupation though was was training, personal, um, personal training and fitness. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Um, personal training and fitness always has been a uh, well. Personal training only since I actually moved to Australia, mm. and fitness has always been um, a, a big part of my life actually for the last thirty years. Uh, more than that, actually, and I've been a I've been a professional competitive athlete for for most of these thirty years, and uh, I only started uh, teaching when I moved to Australia. Actually, look, I'm still a little bit old school. I think um, you shouldn't be starting to teach uh, anything that you haven't done at least uh, a decade long, where you have plenty of experience. So all these people today that do um, a couple weekend courses and they call themselves trainers and coaches mm. and whatever. I think it's a bit ridiculous, you know, but um, that's the society we live in. Everybody's just thinking they can do whatever they want and uh, they, 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 they read a quote and next minute they're the teacher, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm not like this. So, but uh, to answer your question, um, there, I've done plenty, plenty, plenty different kind of jobs in my life, but uh, the two biggest ones um, that keep returning, keep coming back, that I come uh, keep coming back to is uh, security and uh sports like training personal training uh, in that regard yeah uh, i've been i've been doing actually since i came to australia initially i've been working uh, in the security industry as well private sector um and then just the personal training has evolved alongside with it um just to fill in the blanks you know australia is a pretty safe country so we don't have too much work all the time although we go international quite a bit but um yeah, to, to fill in the blanks for the times when there was nothing going on. I started personal training and kind of developed into its own little business. Because you, you've got a military background. so Yes, I do. So that's kind of a split of your old life, I guess, having to be very fit plus security work as well. You know? um, look, if, 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 you wanna, if you wanna go down that route, um, um, I can tell you a little bit about my, my um, sports career and how it started. I'm obviously, I'm, I'm, um, I was a gymnast when I was a little kid from the age of four or five until I was about nine years old. 
and yeah. su- super competitive back then in the days. Um, I was meant to go to a special school to train for Olympics. This all didn't happen as the wall came down East Germany. Um, everything changed overnight. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I stuck to sports, uh, uh, swapped to athletics for quite a while, never really found a liking in it, and then uh, went to martial arts and uh, did martial arts since the age of 14 and ended up having a professional career from 2004 till about 2010. And well, professional career was I was a professional fighter, but as we know, most fighters can never really make a living of this, so mm. it was always going hand in hand pretty well to to be um um an athlete or in the fitness industry and in the security industry on the side because they these two kind of complement each other more or less you know so yeah it's it's always been always been a part but yeah um I was in the military because initially. Um, it was still mandatory in Germany back then. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I remember you had to do a couple of years, didn't you? Yeah, well, it wasn't a couple of years when I got called. Into, I got called straight after school. Um, um, had to go join the army. It was nine months back then. That was the mandatory um, okay. time. But I stayed much longer. <laughs> Ended up kind of liking it and um, got into a good unit. Um, I was uh, part of Division Special Operations. Yeah. And so we were a spec ops unit, which was um, the only unit actually in the German military that was under NATO command. Um, as we all know, the German German military or Germany in general is still under the Weimar contract. So we're not allowed to actually deploy or be in any war kind of activity unless there's a government mandate. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so we were the only unit in the military that didn't need that because we were directly under NATO command. Yeah. And that was kind of our purpose. So whenever there was like a quick reaction unit needed somewhere, that's what we were doing. So so it seems like you've always been in, in like high performance groups. Do you think that was from the the sports and the, the competitive athleticism when you were younger? I think so, yeah. I'd 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 say so. Yeah, I guess so. I've always been uh I've always been described as a kid as super, super competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that eased off a bit over the years. <laughs> I'm not as, not, not as competitive anymore. I don't know. <laughs> At least I like to think so. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I guess I guess yeah, that that's where it's coming from. I think so. Uh, I'm just always. I think it's it's in my nature to always trying to be really good at whatever I do. Oh. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, so did you come to Australia first as a backpacker or you came over to move here? Well, um, as the visa situation in Australia quite difficult, but um, I left Germany with a one-way ticket on purpose to never come back, to put it that way. But I came on a working holiday visa, but with the intent of actually finding a new place to call home. Yeah. So did you have to do a sponsorship here? To, to, to yeah, become... yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. I had to go through uh, like every normal visa application. Everybody does, and I went through a sponsorship through uh, the first security company that ever employed me here, and which are the guys I'm still working with mainly, uh, top notch guys, you know. And uh, we we all very good friends, and have been uh, working with each other ever since all these years, you know. So you don't regret the move. Coming to Australia? Ah, no, <laughs> not a single second, and I'd never, I'd never ever go back. Never, not even in my dreams. No, like I love it here. It's a, it's a, it's the most amazing country. Yeah. I miss I, nothing. I, I talk to a lot of guys from Germany in my workshop, and their main issue with Australia is that 
nothing is organized and everything takes ages to get done. Was that, was there a problem? Did you have find a problem transitioning to that kind of inefficiency? <laughs> um, the, I, I, I had a few and I, I, it's funny that you bring it up because I just had that thought this morning. So just to give you an example, <laughs> I ordered a, a new surfboard um, quite, quite a while ago from a, from a local shaper up from the Gold Coast. Yep. I'm not, I'm not going to say who it is. He's, he's, a, he's a pretty much a legend of a shaper, but he's very old school, proper Aussie. And um, so I ordered it in a specific shape, specific color. I mean, it's a board to order. It's a custom mm -hmm. order. And um, it took forever for him to even like hear back from him. <laughs> it's kind of like you place that order and then you just have to trust the process. And as it is with Aussies, and it's not the first time this happened to me, you don't get updated along the way. You just get presented with an end result. You have yeah. to like it, no matter if it's, no matter if it turns out the way you actually ordered it or not. And it's usually more expensive than what they first told you. It's gonna <laughs> of <be>. course. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. And and there's no, there's not even the the, the faintest uh, of 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 saying, hey man, it didn't turn out the way you actually ordered, but I hope you still like it. And it's like, hey man, that's what it is man it's fucking awesome man and you actually like dude that's not what i ordered and it's more expensive than what you told me it's going to be but hey i guess i just have to be happy it's finished at all <laughs> oh man yeah that's like with the guys <clears throat> sometimes i get guys that are, uh, uh from from germany that have just got off the plane pretty much and come straight to my workshop and they have their itinerary planned out to the day of where they're going to be and what they're going to be. And I'm like, I'm like, guys, can I give you some advice? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no worries. And I say, don't be German. And they're like, what do you yeah. mean? I said, man, you just got to relax. Cause if you're going to be like this, you're going to get, you're not going to have a good trip because you're going to be disappointed. Cause WA means wait a while. And in Australia pretty much means, man, <laughs> don't plan, don't, nothing will go to plan, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, look, uh, honestly, like, um, it's, it's, it's not really, uh, I wouldn't even call this a bad thing that, that there is, you know, like, it definitely made me change my attitude and, and my personality a lot to the better. Like, you become more calm, more relaxed, you're a bit more laid back, you, it basically teaches you, that, that's what I was thinking this morning, it was like, it basically teaches you to, to not care too much, you know, like it's, it's, it's not, the, it's not the end of the world that it didn't turn yeah. out the way I originally intended to. And, and it's, that it doesn't make it bad, you know, it's all about managing your own expectations and, mm. and it just teaches you to be, to, to be a little bit more laid back and have less stress. And, and it's, it's at the end, it's a good thing, I believe. Mm -hmm. So you, you, um, a lot of people don't know this, or if, I don't know if they follow the, your Instagram where you actually, live in a, a, a fully kitted out van yeah i do <laughs> i've been uh, i've been living in the van for uh, just about seven months now i'd say mm -hmm. and yeah most people probably yeah. no go ahead yeah you talk uh, right. most probably uh, most people uh, probably don't know this i mean i'm not someone who always um lives out his entire private life on social media um i'm i'm a bit too old school for this i get uh, um i guess but um, yeah, I do, and um, um, I love it. Well, it's just a feeling of freedom, I, I, I guess. So you can just go to the next beach up the coast, or or go wherever yeah, you like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's. I didn't do it out of the purpose that I needed to save money, which is most mm. people always suggest that. Um, not at all. And and um, I'm more so was kind of on a on on a on a, on a journey. But I was like, I don't really know where I want to be and what I want to do, and it didn't make sense 
for me to rent a place and commit to a 12-month lease contract or anything like this. And, and I kind of got warm with the idea of van life, although there's, there's a lot of um, gypsy-style vans out there, which is not, not exactly what the German will do. So no, <laughs> definitely <thinking>. not. <laughs> so I figured... I figured I can do this. Uh, I can do this nice and um, and and properly, and and, uh, and that's what I did, man. I, the the van is set up really nicely. Um, and even though before living in a van, I thought I was pretty minimalistic. Um, living in a van teaches you a next level of being minimalist, and it's very enjoyable, man. Like it's mm. it's super enjoyable. So um, it 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 puts things in the perspective a lot. I mean, we've been there before when we've been on deployments overseas or something like this. Yeah, like you live super minimalistic, but just in this kind of environment and it teaches you, you know, like the, the, the first month when I was living in the van is like, oh, I don't want to open my door and brush my teeth when there's people parked next to me somewhere at Bondi Beach or so. And like two months later, you just don't care anymore. You're like, that's fine. Mm. Like I'm just brushing my teeth. Nothing wrong with that. You know, like everyone um, does it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, everyone does it, you know, like, I mean, people, people get uh, super, super, um, funny Self, about, yeah. their pri- about the privacy. Yeah. It's at the, very, very, um, um, how do you say this? Self-conscious? Self-aware. Self-conscious, yeah, yeah, yeah. self-conscious. And, um, and you kind of, you kind of lose a lot of this, um, the, the, the shallowness and this whole, like, ring for materialism. Like, like I hardly ever go shopping, like, since I've been living in the van, because everything I have, like, all the clothes we have these days, they're usually good quality, and they last you long if you treat them well. And mm-hmm. if you don't have so much space to just put it in the closet, then you don't go shopping because like, where are you going to put it? And yeah, exactly. essentially you don't, you don't need it, you know, and it makes your life so much more simple. And then like someone said to me the other day, hey, let's go shopping. And I was like, dude, I haven't been shopping in, in ages. I didn't even know when I was shopping the last time. I, I wouldn't even know what to buy. Like I don't need anything. I like I have everything I need, like more than I need, I have. And so like you, you end up, like um, living a much more simple lifestyle which gives you yeah this sense of freedom yes freedom on one side um uh, but but also it just gives i think it gave me a lot of peace of mind yeah and appreciate the little things absolutely absolutely like i really learned to appreciate sunrises and sunsets as funny and as, as 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 maybe as cheesy as this sounds but um, now I literally wake up at, at before sunrise every day and I go to see a sunrise because like I, I realized the sunrise is never a wasted opportunity. You, I never, I never regret ever waking up to go and see a sunrise, mm. like never, ever. And you, and you go to bed earlier, like, uh, because you basically, you live a little bit with the natural light. You saw now, right now when it gets dark very early, it gets, it gets dark like five, five thirty PM at the moment here in New South Wales. So like when it comes 8 p.m. or something like this, you've been, you've been in the dark for quite a bit already. So your body is ready to go to sleep. Ready to go, so you yeah. Go to sleep. Yeah, I, I go to sleep around 9 p.m., like latest 9.30, and, and I have the best sleep. And I don't have no problem waking up at 5.30 or 6 a.m. You know, like I, I wake up, I had enough sleep, I'm, I'm awake, I'm fit, I'm ready to go. You know? Yeah. And I, I see always see the photos of you making coffee. Early morning, <laughs> at the back of your van, and I think just yeah. just that that simple process of of having to to organise the stuff and light light the flame and all that stuff makes you appreciate that cup of coffee you're going to drink ten times more than if you just went to a cafe and paid three dollars and and got one, you know. 
Yeah, you know, like um, I still like to go to to a cafe. Like um, I probably still get a coffee like once a day at a at a cafe sh- at a, at a coffee shop. Although I make my own coffee in the mornings, but um, it's it's yeah, you kind of enjoy the process of making your own coffee and you know where to find the beans and and you you grind your own beans and then you put on your coffee and and you you know exactly what it's going to taste like and you kind of look forward to that. But then having your your coffee at a coffee shop, there's a kind of a social aspect to it. Which, which I really like. And especially when you live in a van, you live in a very small space and a lot of time you spend by yourself, mm-hmm. which is also a good thing you learn living in a van. Like you, you, if, if you've never been like this, it wasn't a problem for me, but for some people it actually might be, I can see that. Like you have to get comfortable with your own company, you know, because you're, you're, um, you, you, spend, you end up spending a lot of time by yourself, especially when you travel around a bit. I mean, when you're in the same when you've always parked in the same spot and you're kind of a regular, you have a lot of people coming around and you, and you get socially um, involved much easier. But yeah, then, yeah, I really like going to a coffee shop too, just, just for the social aspect of it and, and chatting to people and meeting new people. So, but yeah, I, I love it, man. My own coffee, um, it's, it's a ritual, man. It's, it's very satisfying. <laughs> I, I've, seen, I've seen photos of your van. I think it's, it was bigger and better than my first apartment. <laughs> I don't want to know where you live, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, it was small. It was small. But you've you've had a a, a few things with um, TV and film. Um, weren't you on a a physical TV, like a reality TV show or something? Yeah, I did uh, the first two seasons of Australian Ninja Warrior. Um, there was um, my Australian TV moments, I'd say. So yeah, the first season um, didn't go so well. <laughs> uh, we had a big build-up and filmed the whole backstory and everything, and mm. and then I I dumped into the water on the second obstacle on the qualifications, uh, and um, yeah, which wasn't so lucky. But I made a return second season and um, actually made the made the grand final. Yeah, it was one of the, the oh last, really I think. Third, yeah, yeah. I was one of the last 13. Um, they ended up um, cutting out most of my runs or cutting them short to a couple of seconds on every episode. I don't really know why. I guess it kind of has to do with my German accent maybe a little bit. <laughs> or maybe oh. I was just too good looking. Oh. Maybe I was just too good looking, man. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> joking, man. But uh, yes, yeah, so I actually made the grand final in the second season. And, um, the funny thing is for the first season, I really, I really prepared and trained in specific ninja gyms and really made a lot of effort with all my mates and it didn't pay off. And the second, the second season I was like, Oh, I'm going to try a different approach. I'm just going to stick to do what I do anyways mm-hmm. and train the train that I'm trying, uh, train the way I'm training anyways and, and go in with much more confidence and in that regard and don't get so nervous because there's new obstacles and just trust myself and just this confidence. I mean, like you see the result was I made it to the grand final without yeah. even properly training for it. Because I, I see some of your Insta where you're down at, at Bondi on the bars and stuff all the time. It looks like a great uh, community of guys that, and, and girls that, that are down there. Is it like a set uh, group of people that, that turn up all the time or is it organized? or? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a loose, it's a set group of people, but it's, it's, there's no like real rules to it or anything. You rock up when you rock up, you're always welcome. Uh, there are set times every Saturday. Um, every Wednesday. So we, we actually, this whole community that I train with in Bondi or used to train with, they are um, all the rope climb community. So we climb the rope 
um, three or four times a week. And then we also train at the at the workout bars, at the outdoor bars down in Bondi. And it's all kind of the, the same group of uh, all very inspiring guys, like uh, from all ages, from, from literally 18-year-olds um, to... Uh, 50 plus and um, it's super inspiring to see these guys like kick our ass when they're in their mid 50s and um, it just shows you where you can be and then there's uh, this whole idea of like when you're 50 or 60 years old you're you're an old man with wrinkles and no muscles that's that's all bullshit like uh, we got yeah. guys there who are in their mid 50s and they, they they break world records and and that's super inspiring and this is always something that got me super motivated and the community is super friendly super open everybody it's strict it's like okay you come you work out you train you don't talk bullshit like uh yes we're funny but um like we train properly we, this this is not for instagram and everything every now and then we get a sneaky shot in there but it's not very appreciated it's more about real training you know it's not it's not just for the cameras oh no <laughs> of course of course it, do you think that like i i found for myself when i left the military <clears throat> i lost that feeling of camaraderie um, because obviously most of the guys I was with are on the East Coast. Do you think that that, that now sort of fills that gap with you? Because I can imagine you're away from all the guys you were with. You're in a separate country. Um, do you think it, it helps with that kind of feeling? Um, definitely. Like, um, especially like for someone like me, I don't have any family over here. I came here by myself. So um, it definitely replaces... Um, this, this this feeling of camaraderie that's uh, especially we uh, guys like us had in the military with which was my first experience after dropping out of school and um, it, it made me become a man and grow up and then build friendships with people that I never thought I could be friends with you know like real friendships with people out of every walk uh, kind of walk of life and and, and um, it, it, it taught me a lot and yeah I think this this kind of community based training is is um, what, what's giving me that back a little bit, you know? I mean, like, it's a shame. I just moved from, from uh, Bondi to Byron Bay, um, which I, I really love. Like, I don't regret that at all. But um, there's a few mates, actually, from Bondi that are going to move up here in the, in the near future. And I just ordered a rope to climb, and we're going to start a little jiu-jitsu training rope climb company. Uh, 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 not company. Um, yeah, group. just just a little co community. Yeah, like a little group. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, I can I can establish a similar community up here. And you know, Sydney people always like to come to Byron and vice versa. And uh, there's always someone visiting. And it would be awesome if if I can establish a, a, a similar kind of training environment up here. That's definitely what I want to do because training environment up here in Byron Bay is rather thin. But man, it just takes one guy to say I'm going to be there every Saturday, 11 a.m. The rope's going to be up on the tree, and we're going to climb for an hour and a half. Everybody's welcome. And the ones that really want it, it's going to stick around, you know, and then you build friendships. And, and that's, that's exactly, that's, that's actually what I, what I look, look forward to doing, you know. Mm. So what was, when you moved over, what do you think was the, the darkest, like not the darkest time, but like the, the most unhappiest time when you were over here? When I, since, since I came to Australia? Since you moved, yeah. Did you have any um, bad times? Yeah, surely. Well, I, Bad, I wouldn't call them bad times, um, but um, there was tough moments. Like um, um, I remember uh, specifically a tough moment when I used to live up in uh, Kings Cross. It's kind of my my early years. I think it was in the second year, something like this. And you're you're on that you're on that visa. Everybody's in the same. Everybody who's an expert knows the struggle. There's a whole lot of uncertainty to that process. 
you spent a whole lot of money, like shitload. I paid at the end, I paid like $27,000 for my visa. And it's just like government fees, lawyers, lawyers mm-hmm. fuck you over. Then you have migration agents and all kind of kind of things that just take your money. You know, it's a real business and, and you never have any kind of certainty all along the way. And, and sometimes it, it kind of can get a bit difficult to, to, to earn money because when you're just on some bridging visa, you don't have full working rights and this and that, and you're here by yourself. And um, yes, yeah, so I had a moment there where I literally woke up in the morning and I had zero money, man. I had nothing, nothing in my bank account, no one to ask for. And I'm not really a guy that likes asking for help. And I didn't even have money to buy lunch. And then um, and a, a good mate of mine actually met me that day by chance. And, and he was like, and, and he could tell that something was going on. And I kind of told him. And he straight up like gave me fifteen hundred dollars, and that that got me along until until I was fine again and back on my feet. I paid it back to him, of course. And uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that that was definitely a dark moment, mate. That's uh, when you're close to tears when you're in a in a foreign country by yourself. You have no family, no no no. Like you, I have friends here, but you know, like it's not that kind of a tight friendship. Or I do now, but I don't know. Guys like us just just don't like to, to ask for help mm. that much you know it's a tough place to, to to be in and then just get out there and be like man like uh do you have like ten dollars i can buy me something to, uh, to eat you know and i'm like i came here when i was uh in, in my third in my when i was 31 already so you know you you kind of have a there's a little bit of pride and ego probably in there as well that's coming with it so <laughs> definitely so so what are you now 33 uh no man i'm turning 38 this year wow you're two years yeah. below me. Hey, Jesus, huh? Goes quick. <laughs> Goes way too quick. Way, way too, too quick. quick. So no, I embrace it, though. I embrace it. I love it. I know you're um, you you love your cars and your 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 motorbikes, and I always see some pictures of you working on your Porsche. What's what's going on with the Porsche? Is it becoming a race car or? Um. Look, I'm, I'm I've got a um. Yeah, I do have a fable for, for cars and bikes and uh, I love like um, old things, vintage things that you are without all the electronics where you can work on yourself and like figure us. things out. I'm not, yeah, like, like you, exactly. Like <laughs> uh, like us in general, <laughs> no electronics there. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not a mechanic by uh, by any means. I just everything um, I know about working on my cars and bikes is self-taught. And luckily, we've got the internet, which um, if, if you are smart enough to educate yourself, helps a lot. And um, um, yeah, the Porsche, man, um, I always had a favor for Porsches. I had, I had a job short term in Germany when I was working actually for Porsche. My mate that owns a Porsche center. And um, kind of when I was sitting on the plane to Australia, I was like, fuck, I'm going to start a new life. I'm not going to settle for any less. I'm going to buy a Porsche when I'm over here. Awesome. And uh, it took me a while. Took me a while, but I, I ended up actually being able to buy my first Porsche, and uh, which is now 30 years old. It's it's a it's a vintage one, and um, and I do also have a favor with my vintage cars to tend to vintage racing cars, classic mm-hmm. race liveries and everything. And of course, they're they're hard to find or when they're here. Everything in Australia that has some kind of a race history on cars has a price tag beyond beyond <laughs> measure on it. So <laughs> I kind of had to go. Um, um, the long the long ride and um, just bought something that was stock standard from from a guy who really looked after the car and I'm slowly converting it uh, to what I want it to be like which is more of a race oriented like I'd say tarmac rally that, yeah. that's probably what I'm going for it's one, my, fav- my, my favorite list. model 
that one. Nine yeah. four four. Is man. it? Love yeah, it. Yeah. Nine four four is too. Yeah. It's Super rewarding and underappreciated cars, definitely. Man, yeah, I always like. I liked it. So, where do you? I know you like. Like you're not. Your whole life, obviously, is now is like that. You're not nailed down to everything. Anything obviously, which is a great, amazing and inspiring way to live. Where, where would you see yourself in, in, in a few years? Well, look, man, um, yeah, that, that's, as you said, my, my life is pretty, um, I wouldn't say loose, free at the moment, very mm-hmm. free and, and full mm-hmm. of opportunity. But I have to tell you, man, since I moved to Byron, I made the move to Byron uh, consciously on purpose because I wanted to... Um, settle down a little bit and it's just okay find somewhere more beautiful more more involved in nature than bondi with with uh, a bit more friendly people and um, and a bit less people and when i was up here i actually had like uh, the first time ever in my life i walked across the beach and uh, or along the beach and and, and, uh, after a sunrise and uh, first time i had this feeling creeping up on me and be like hey man i think i think i can grow old here which is uh, pretty yeah which is pretty (laughs) spectacular man i never had that feeling anywhere in the world ever before in my life so and um as as uh as as luck strikes man i i'm i met a girl up here no which um um yeah no shit and uh and i'm super super happy and um yeah i think um so yeah and and she likes you she she likes me too. She must be blind or something like this. But, <laughs> or maybe it's just the hippie vibe in Byron that the guys can get away with being a little bit more rough up here. <laughs> and uh, look, there's one thing about Byron you have to say: like you're you're definitely you're definitely in a better position getting to meet a girl when you drive a, a van and you live in a van than when you drive a Porsche. That's for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's so- that's for sure. So it's pretty laid back in 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 Byron. I've never been there myself. It's a uh, it's it's very laid back, but it still has a little bit of the the cosmopolitan Sydney touch because you've got a lot of Sydney siders who have either holiday houses up here or come up here, or people come down from the Gold Coast and sunny coast and Brisbane. And um, so it's it's small in its population, but every once in a while when there's a festival on, it has a bit of a, a like big city spirit and. Um, but it's much more laid back. Like um, you don't need to wear shoes. No one gives a crap if, mm. if you don't wear shoes all day. You can go in the cafes and restaurants barefoot, and um, it's a good thing, man. Like, people, but but no one judges you for anything. You can you. It doesn't mean you have to look like a hippie. I'm not a hippie, but um, um, like you, you can just like focus a little bit more on the things that are important in life, and that's I think. Um, I've met a couple of beautiful people up here and, and made some friends, and and there's a lot. There's a big focus on on living a bit more balanced and, and having a bit more of a community vibe, like the things that we have lost living in big cities, you know, yeah. big, you live in a big city surrounded by millions of people and you're always alone. You always, mm-hmm. you always feel alone. You always, because everybody is just minding their own business. Everybody's um, I'm, I'm not interested in someone else's life. And it's not like this up here. Like there, there's a real sense of community and uh, people are much more laid back, much more, trying to be more in, in, in touch and, and, and balance with the whole ecosystem and, and, and the entire planet. I mean, there's a lot of nature here, which I personally love a lot. I, I love the mountains. I love the ocean. I, I go surf every day. I'm not a very good surfer, by the way, but um, <laughs> working on it relentlessly. 
But um, yeah, you know, you got you got hiking spots, and and for guys like me who love to drive and ride, like there's, there's beautiful hinterland roads here, the way where there's there's um, not thousands of cars in front of you. So um, yeah. Oh yeah, I hate yeah, traffic, it's, man. It's, oh. oh, dude, man. <laughs> There was one of the biggest killers in Sydney that that, that just got me like oh, I couldn't I'm, live in I'm, Sydney. I'm not, I'm, There's no way. I'm not liking it. Oh, it's horrible, man. It's horrible. I tell you. And just it everyone's you, busy. It takes you as long from from Bondi to Surrey Hills, which is literally the next suburb, as it takes me driving from here up to the to the Gold Coast, you know, mm. which is ridiculous. You know, it's a, it's a 45 minute drive from one suburb to the next, and uh, where from here you can you can drive to a whole different city. Yeah, we used so, to yeah, um, we used to go from from Liverpool to the Rocks when we were stationed there, and it takes like an hour. And you're yeah, like, it's only that, it's only like that far on the map. <laughs> it's like six kilometers or something like that. <laughs> you'd be you'd get yeah, there quicker so, if you ran. Yeah, you you would, you know, like, but then you don't because it's so polluted. So you oh yeah, I mean, I was yeah. over there with, when the bushfires were there, and and I know a lot of the, a lot of people were having a lot of problems breathing. But yeah, I think it was uh, bad anyway. Pretty horrific. Pretty horrific. Pretty, hor- pretty horrific during the bushfires, that's for sure. But man, yeah, I love Byron. And um, yeah, to answer your question, like in the next five years, uh, I can see myself settling down here. Hopefully, I can I can manage to to um, buy a little patch of land somewhere, maybe build a little minimalistic house. Always will keep a van in my life, that's for sure, since I have one. So, you know, it's the perfect, easy weekend getaway or, mm. you know if you want to go travel you decide you want to go travel for a month on the road and you just pack everything in there and you go and you got everything you need and it's 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 still a sense of freedom and security man like you feel like if you've got a good decked out van that's still a good daily driver you, you feel like you can never be homeless ever again no matter what happens you know so you drive a porsche i'm guessing your van's gonna have to be a volkswagen you got it all german german everything <laughs> I've got a T5 um, full motion trans uh, multi van actually, not a transporter multi van with mm. a uh, adjustable rail system where you can just take the seats in and out. And I uh, took the seats out and, and put a full bed set up in here with a little kitchen and everything. Yeah, man, all German, everything. Everything's German. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that, not specifically on purpose, but I think they're just the best looking vans around, and they're they're magnificent daily drivers, man. I was never a van kind of guy, but you sit up high, especially compared to the Porsche, man. When mm. I sit in the Porsche, I sit so low in traffic, I can't see anything, man. Like there's an SUV, and if there's some some four wheel drive in front of me, I don't see anything but their taillights. And when you sit in the van, it's it's automatic, it's comfortable. You sit up high. They're good on fuel. They look good. What else do you need? You know, like it's perfect. I love it. Yeah, kind of like me. Kind of like you. That's it, Jeremy, <laughs> man. It's uh. I was actually looking at you, and I was like, I want to have a van that's exactly like Jeremy. Good looking, efficient. Efficient. (laughs) A little bit old. A a little bit old, but... Makes a few strange noises. Very trustworthy and reliable, you know? (laughs) And so, thank you so much for your time today. If any of the guys listening to the podcast want to get a hold of you or or, um, see your social media, have you got any anywhere they can go to? Oh man, yeah, you can you can hit up my my socials. Uh, Instagram is uh, my name Sebastian underscore Kleesh. Kleesh is very German. K L I E S C H. 
and uh, all my Facebook, man, like not uh, don't hit up my fa- my private Facebook. I'm not going to accept you as a friend because I only use that uh, mainly for friends. But I've got a Facebook uh, business page which is called Be Superhuman, and human uh, is it's written a little funny. It's super and then it's written with Y O U like you, Jeremy. Oh, I like me. Superhuman. <laughs> it's it like you. <laughs> Be superhuman. Uh, you'll find that written with a Y O U, a human. And um, yeah, you can hit me up there, and, and I'll and I'll put it in the show notes anyway, so anyone who's interested can yeah, easy, can, can easy. So that's that's mainly focused on all my my physical activities, like um, all the calisthenics and and martial arts and training and rope climbs and stuff. And um, yeah, man, hit me up if you want to have some training trips. Um, I'm I'm currently currently it's a funny thing to say I'm working on my online training probably for the last two years. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a very, I'm not a very techy guy. So, no, me neither. Um, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm really, really good at uh, procrastinating. <laughs> so, so when are you uh, expecting yeah, that release? Man, I'm actually having, having a new good driver because my, my, my girlfriend, she's a yoga teacher. She's a really good yoga teacher. And she's uh, during, during the whole COVID pandemic, uh, she was forced to go online. And um, I'm just helping her. I, I did quite, as we Germans do, a lot of research during the process. I'm just not so good at executing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've got quite a bit of knowledge on what works and what doesn't work. So I'm helping her set hers up a bit better. And along the way, I, I just started setting mine up as well a bit better. And it, it's basically just about finished. I just need to film the footage, the, the content of the, of the workouts themselves. And it will be a full 12-month program that you can subscribe to with a different focus on skills or strength every month, every four weeks. But you can use that program like essentially uh, – for for all the years to come this this is what i do like for for me like working out is about keeping training simple you have to keep it simple like when i see all these fancy sports out there that that uh that that come up with all kind of fancy creations of a squat or a lunge it's that's all bullshit man no one needs that you don't you don't need to be a rocket scientist to do a workout and you shouldn't be like you should keep it simple Keep it simple, do the basics, give it a good crack, and you can achieve great things. You know, and if you really want to do a sport to use your brain, go start a martial art, man. You'll learn a skill, yeah. and then you'll actually get smarter. That's absolutely. But um, yeah, the workout's going to be entirely um, body weight focused training. Cool, man. Well, and I'll, I'll, uh, well and, um, look forward to when it comes out. out. I'll, I'll hit you up, man. Yeah, yeah well, I'll, I'll be I'll one of the know. first people to sign up. Ew, okay, I know I can rely on you. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'll talk to you later. Uh, Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for your time. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye. Thanks, guys, for listening. And if you have an interesting story, hit us up on Facebook because we'd love to hear it. Until the next episode, goodbye.